0: Hey, awesome. So lovely to have you here on the C-Word podcast. I'm so happy that you were able to join me. Now, this is one of my favorite topics of all time that I'll be diving into today. So apologies in advance if I get a bit ranty and a bit ravey. I know I talk about strategy and specifically brand strategy a lot. And the reason for that is I believe that claiming, showing, owning, and monetizing your strategic side as a brand led designer is a huge opportunity. And when I say monetizing, what I mean is literally making money from it, making it a revenue stream in your business. Now, the reason I think that strategy, specifically brand strategy, is so powerful is that it sets you apart it elevates you, it makes you more valuable, it helps you create a better outcome for your clients which is super important and I think it makes you more desirable to your clients. But how and why does it do that? There's no point in me saying elevate your strategic offer without me talking about why that happens and justifying my point of view I guess. So essentially, you want your client to believe that you can help them achieve what they want. That, I think, is our ultimate goal as any business owner, whether we're a designer or something else. We want our clients to believe that we're the right person, the right brand, the right business to help them fulfill their desires. And that belief makes you more valuable to them if they believe that you will fulfill those desires for them, if you will help them get to that goal, then they will see you as more valuable. And a strategic promise bolsters that belief. So having a strategic component, a robust strategic offer in your business will bolster that belief that you're going to get your client to that strategic outcome that they want. You're not just telling me you're good, right? You're not just telling me you'll create a brand that will do all the things that I want it to do. When you start to talk in strategic terms, you're showing me how. So now I believe you. So you're not just saying, well, I'll design you a beautiful logo. I will create a brand that's going to get you all the things that you want. Okay, that sounds like a nice, big, chunky promise. But if I really am going to believe in that promise, I want to see some evidence, And one of the ways of providing that evidence is to start to showcase your strategic offer. So that's why I talk about strategy so much. And that's why I believe that it's so important to a design, a brand led designer in particular. So there are lots of ways to elevate your strategic offer as a creative. In today's episode, I want to share one simple way of doing it. In fact, it's actually three simple ways, because I'm going to share three words that can help you think and be more strategic. And those words are why, if, and because. Now, before we jump into that, though, I just want to let you know that I am making plans for the next round of my Creative Value Incubator, which will be happening in February next year, February 2023. That program is all about elevating your value as a designer, as a creative. It's about feeling more valued by your clients, valuing your own work more, about being confident to communicate your value as a creative and being perceived as more valuable, which essentially means charging a more premium price point for your work, feeling Good about your work being more in demand for the solutions that you provide. The price for that program will be going up from January. So if you're keen If you've been eyeing it off, if you joined my masterclass recently or if we're friends on Instagram and you're interested in the program, then if you jump on the waitlist before the 30th of November, 30th of November 2022, then you can lock in the 2022 pricing. So there's no commitment. You're not signing up to the program by doing that. You can still decide if it's right for you when the time comes. But if you jump on the wait list, then you've at least got the option to have that current pricing. So if you want to jump on the wait list, head over to betcues.com forward slash incubator and just pop your name on the guest list. So let's jump into the episode. So let's start with why. I think that's the name of a book, isn't it? (laughs) It's a good title. I wish I'd thought of it. Um, To kick off, I'll share a little bit of a story on this one. So this actually happened this week, this very week that I am talking in. I had a discovery call with a prospective new client, a prospective new brand client. And they came to me wanting a website refresh. That's what they wanted. Now, I usually wouldn't even do the call, to be honest, on that basis, because brand creation is my thing, but it was a referral from a client that I value and has been a long-term client, so I did it really out of courtesy and respect to them. So this prospect came to me. They wanted some website updates. And I politely explained that that's not what I do. I create strategic brands and then bring them to life. So website is part of what I do, but it's sort of the outcome. It's the end result of the strategic work that goes before. So if someone doesn't believe their brand needs work, I'm just not the right person for them. But they weren't having it. They weren't having that I wasn't the right person for them. I'm not sure if it was stubbornness or just a strong desire to work with me based on the referral that they'd been given. Um, Or maybe it was a bit of both. I don't know. But they were pretty staunch. First, they wanted to know why I wouldn't just cut off the first two stages of my process and deliver the website. Why did I want to do the brand strategy and the visual identity for them? I obviously explained that that's how I work, I don't just chop off elements of my process because I believe that process gets us to that valuable outcome. So then they wanted me to explain what all this brand stuff was all about anyway. (laughs) So I started by asking if they were achieving what they wanted in their business. Were they creating the kind of business they wanted? Was it saying all the things about them that they wanted to say? Was it essentially attracting the clients that they wanted to attract? Because remember, what sets you apart as a brand designer is the extent to which your client believes you can help them achieve what they want, that you can help them get to that outcome they want, that you can help them fulfill their desires. And the first step to that is understanding what they want. You can't help them achieve it if you don't know what it is. So I asked them all those questions and well, no, they weren't creating the business that they wanted or attracting the right clients. Actually, they were attracting an older demographic who had problems in an area that they didn't want to focus on. So they were in the healthcare space. They were working in the public system a lot and getting GP referrals. And they identified that as being a problem because they weren't appealing to the right kind of client with their brand. So they started with wanting a website refresh, but they hadn't thought about why. And in asking the right questions about why they wanted to do the project in the first place, we got to the strategic problem. We got to the clarity that their brand wasn't connecting with the people they wanted to connect with. And therefore it wasn't building the business that they wanted to create for the long term and then I knew that I could help them. So as a brand-led creative the first word we should be using more of is why. Why do you really want to do this? Why are you giving me this feedback? (laughs) Why are you making these assumptions about your industry or your business? Why aren't things working for you in the way that you want? Because if you don't understand why you're really doing it how can you solve the right problem? So that's the first step in being strategic, understanding the real problem. So thinking designers ask why. The next word I mentioned was the word if. So I think the second part of being strategic is to think outside the box and not accept the status quo. So I'll give you another example. I'm currently working with a client to create an exercise app. And this is specifically for people whose movement is limited by everyday pain and niggles, you know, back pain, shoulder pain, which is often age-related. But the audience that we're talking to, whilst they might be ageing, don't want to be spoken to about age. They don't want to be made to feel old. But the market is a walking, talking cliche. Lots of silver foxes waltzing around their kitchens and using words like mature or aging to refer to and talk to their audience, which is not what their audience want to hear. So we ask the question, if this wasn't about age, what would it be about? Well, it's about everyday pain as the barrier to movement, not age. The fact the audience is getting older is irrelevant in some ways and a barrier to them connecting with the brand or engaging with online platforms as a whole. So they're avoiding those platforms because they don't want to be told or spoken to about their age or told that they're aging. And identifying that, asking, well, what if we weren't about age at all? What if we just removed the age conversation from the brand what would happen? Well, in this case, it changed the tone of the brand completely in the message and the personality and the visual expression. We took age out of the equation. So if it's not about aging, it's about looking good compared to your friends. It's about being independent. It's about looking forward to all the good things that are still to come. So it's not about getting old. It's about looking to the future and about being optimistic. So we chose images where age isn't obvious and used an illustration style that was more inclusive. We used messaging that focused on lifestyle outcomes they wanted and how they wanted to look, feel and act. And we didn't talk about age at all. So thinking designers challenge the status quo, the accepted way of doing things in an industry or in a market or in a group of brands. And they do that by opening themselves up to if. So if we didn't do it that way, what would it look like? If we didn't accept this universal truth, what else could be true? If we wanted to do things differently, how might we do it? If we try something new, what does that give us or show us? If is about being expansive and looking for different ways of doing things. Different starting points, different perspectives on the problem or the way it's always been done. And the final word that I want to talk about is because. Now, this is a beauty. I love this word because it removes all of the subjectivity out of brand creation. I don't like it. I'll know when I see it. I'm just not sure it's right, but I can't really explain. I can't find the words. All that subjectivity that can come into a design or a brand process. So another story coming your way, <laughs> because today's a bit about stories. When I was a junior... One of the very first projects I worked on in a packaging agency in Cheltenham in the UK was a range of body sprays for tweens. And it was an amazing project. It was such a fun project as a young designer. And I had a creative director that loved throwing people in at the deep end. So I was told at the 11th hour that I would be presenting the concept to the client. And that just threw me into a tailspin. I was Petrified to be honest. I'd never sat in a room and presented to anyone, let alone a paying client. I just wanted to sit back and let the more senior people do that piece of the pie, but it wasn't to be on that day. So, long story short, one of the marketing team, as I was presenting, as I was talking through my work, it wasn't just my work, it was a team effort, but as I was talking through the work, one of the marketing team asked me what was a very valid question about why I'd chosen a specific hero colour and I couldn't answer I fumbled a response but I wasn't happy with the response and that moment really stuck with me because as designers we should always be able to explain our rationale be ready to share the because behind everything that we do So when it comes to strategic design, you should be able to explain the objective reason behind everything that you do and make sure that the client understands it too. Don't leave them guessing and definitely don't let them be the one to catch you off guard with the question. If you're always making yourself justify your decisions as a creative and doing it in the context of the why, so going back to the why, the problem that we're solving... Then I guarantee you'll get a stronger strategic outcome for your client because you're forcing yourself to understand the reasons, the compelling strategic reason behind what you do. You're not just picking a colour because it's a nice colour, because it looks nice. You're doing it for well qualified reasons. So, as a thinking designer, you will be explaining your creative decisions in these sorts of terms. Because it meets the brief for these reasons. Because it will deliver on the strategic outcomes. Because it articulates the brand in these ways. Or because it sets your brand apart for these reasons. It's so simple, really. So always be pushing yourself as a thinking designer to help your client understand the real why, first and foremost, behind the project, why they're doing this, because then you know when you've achieved the outcome. You know when it's right. To challenge yourself to go further and think more expansively with if, asking yourself, if I did this, if I tried this. And always be ready with because, to give a strong strategic rationale behind every design decision you make. So there it is a really simple way to bring more strategy into what you do. So three questions that you should always be looking to use in your business and with your work. Why, if, and because. So thanks for listening today. That was a nice short one, I think. A nice short one for this week. So you can go away and perhaps have a think about how you could use it in your business. Have a beautiful week. Have an amazing day. Hopefully the sun is shining where you are and I look forward to chatting to you again very soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you so much for joining me, Beck Hughes, on the C Word podcast. If you like what you heard, subscribe, leave a review and share with your friends and business buddies who might like to listen in too. The music for this podcast is by Red Productions on Pixabay.